Yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ, and today we are going to continue the Rugby Muscle Applied series with another video on programming for rugby. So we've already discussed exactly how you should look at your long-term programming, how you should be able to plan out um, to be able to accomplish all the different things that you need to uh, get better at as a rugby player. We've also then spoken about how you'll be able to plan out every single week or a single week um, in order to make sure that you're getting the most out of every week to train and, and make progress. And now we're actually going to talk about how that might progress is actually being made because it's a big thing where people talk about a program and you know they never really discuss progression. It's very often I see people talking about their programs and they talk about exercises and weights and they talk about day A, day B or Monday chest or whatever they talk about. And they don't talk about what happens on week two or week three and how they progress through each uh, training program or each mesocycle or even from week to week. And that's what we're going to discuss in this video, exactly how you would do that, because it's not just as simple as making progress, as you'll see in this video. So we're going to discuss the most important factor. We're going to discuss um, exactly what you should be doing for hypertrophy and aerobic work how you'll be able to progress that, um, why it's kind of simple, but why you still need to make sure you pay attention, um, strength, power, and speed, why you have to pay a bit more attention to this stuff, movement and core, what that exactly that entails, and then how you would manage your fatigue from week to week, because it's not just a case of, like I said before, making progress on everything. It's a case of being really selective, and hopefully you've already got that from the videos that we've put out by now. If you haven't, go back and check out the rest of the channel. If you're new, check out all of the channel and make sure you're subscribed. And if you're watching this and you've already made it two minutes in and you think this is a video you're going to enjoy, click that thumbs up right now. It really does help out the YouTube channel. Well, it helps out the algorithm. And ask any comments. Let me know what you think of this video. Let me know what you'd like to see to expand upon these videos in the comments below. Or if you're just enjoying them, please let me know in the comments below. It really does help out the channel. And for obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, just continue listening. But you'll find this um, a more detailed discussion in the video because you've, we've got some assistance via the video. Anyway, let's move forward. So first things first, when you're, we're talking about progressing week to week, it's um, progression is something when we talk about in training that we kind of talk about how we have to do it, but we don't also address that it's, it's something that happens because we train so well. So it's not, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, right? But the, I, what I've done is I've used this, uh, the, the best analogy I can think of is the, what we've got here with the little plant bud. So at the, at the beginning, this plant is such a tiny little shoot that it doesn't require a lot of min, uh, minerals in, and sunlight in order to grow. It just needs a little bit and it will grow quite a bit bigger. That's all, And if you see from the small one to the medium-sized one, it's like, what, doubled in size or tripled in size? It's got a lot bigger, right? Now, because it's bigger, it requires more sunlight, it requires more minerals, but it's got more surface area, so it's able to take them in order to keep growing. And then it gets bigger because of that more sunlight, the more minerals it took on and was able to grow even more. That's exactly what your training is like. Um, pro progression is not just something that you have to do to push forward. It's something that you do because of the training. It's not just a, a reason. You know, it's, it's both. It works on both ends of the training spectrum, right? You can't just take week one and week two and say, this is the progress we're going to make on week two and that will be fine. Because then you've got to look at week three, what happens then? And that's why progression is really important to sort of absolutely wrap your head around, right? We must progress in order to create adaptation because 
the giving ourselves more um, stimulus in order to grow is what we need to grow even more, to grow even more, to grow even more. And I say grow, but progress in whichever manner you wish to progress. But by the same token, we can only progress if we've made that adaptation from the previous week. So it's both a cause and a consequence of training. Um, and the best way to like really get progression is to stay as consistent as possible. Most people, I've said before in these videos, most people go into the gym and then they figure out what they want to do once they're in the gym and then they like you know they, they do random things. And it's really difficult to be able to like actually gauge and uh, elicit progression if you're doing that. If you're doing a different exercise week to week to week, how are you ever going to be certain that you're making more progress than you know, or you're even making any progress at all? You know, if you go from a sixty kilo front squat and then you go to a sixty five kilogram back squat in week two, what does that even mean? Is that more? Is that more weight, or is that an easier movement? And then you go back. It's really difficult to sort of gauge these things, and so. Really, you've got to have that consistency week to week to week for at least a whole training block, making progress, and then before you switch that block. You can't just keep switching your focus because that just gives you uh, far too little in, uh, consistency, which is going to give you little progress because you're not able to monitor it and uh, figure out how you're making progress. Same thing can be mentioned for like environment. So ideally, you're going to be training at the same time each day. If you watched the previous video that I did on the how you would set up your week, you know that that's also good for habit formation. But it's also good to create better data because if you if you're training at the same time every single day, you're pretty much going to be in a similar sort of state. Whereas if you do, let's use the 65 kilogram back squat, um, we do that at 5 p.m. You know when we're primed after work and we've had a great lunch and feel really good. Then the next week we do it at 5.30 a.m. after two hours sleep and we're hungover. It's it's not going to be the same um, stimulus because it's going to be a lot more difficult to do in different environments. Um, and then also, as I've said before, you've got to create that consistency with the movements, with the training systems. Um, you know, you could say, oh, I'm doing a 50-meter sprint to work on my speed and I'm going to increase that to 100 meters. Are you still working your speed if you're doing 100 meters is it really applicable to rugby? Is that the same stimulus? We're going to sort of explain that in the rest of this video and throughout this these video series. So hopefully that makes complete sense, right? Um, and then it's also, so we understand that we've got to be consistent, but it's not a case of just adding pro or just uh, progressing, right? Um, every bit of progression is going to be increased stimulus, right? Because we've increased that stimulus from the previous week. That stimulus will still increase fatigue, like, um, even if you're a very strong person and are capable of squatting 200 kilograms, that still has some sort of, you know, um, like overall absolute weight that the body can't tolerate. You know, the body will still find fatigue no matter what, no matter how strong you are. Even if you're capable of squatting 300 kilograms, a 200 kilogram squat is still going to be pretty damn fatiguing. Whereas a 40 kilogram squat might not be at all for some people. Um, and then the more you progress, the more you increase stimulus, the slower you're going to be able to recover. And sometimes if you cannot recover, you know, that might actually stop you from being able to make progress. As you see from the diagram here, I do, um, if you've seen some of my other videos, you know, I like this diagram because it does explain the training and adaptation progress, uh, process really well. And so if you see, if you, if you just cause too much fatigue, Sometimes in order to recover, you might only get back to baseline. Sometimes you get even worse. Uh, we've all seen that person, you know, or we've had that effort where we've, been, you know, if someone runs a marathon 
And that's not their training. You know, that's not, they're not doing that to train, right? But they've run a marathon. They've been, they've done so, they've created so much fatigue that they're not able to run a marathon the next day or more the next day or more the next day. They've created so much fatigue that they need to take the whole fucking week off. And, and maybe, all right, you know, they're not going to necessarily come back and be stronger because of that, because they've created too much fatigue versus the stimulus that they want. So you want to have a good stimulus to fatigue ratio. You also want to have a good stimulus to time ratio. So the more you increase stimulus, the more time it's going to, you're going to take, like in absolute terms in the gym. If you go from a 20-minute cardio workout to a 25-minute cardio workout, that's five extra minutes. And if you keep doing that week to week to week for 50 weeks, then all of a sudden your, your cardio sessions are taking four hours. So there's got to be another way to progress. Incorrect stimulus is where we're not targeting the right one. We, we're, we're, we're progressing, but potentially in the wrong manner. And we'll get into why that could be in, in a minute. But understand that if you, just, if you um, progress with the wrong stimulus – um, that will still increase the fatigue, but it's not making the improvements that you want. You're, add, you're adding a stimulus in the wrong uh, realm, uh, and it's just not going to give you the benefit that, you know, obviously the correct stimulus would, or just um, holding out a maintenance phase might do. Um, so then you make an incorrect adaptation, and sometimes that incorrect adaptation might actually make you worse, um, or at least, you know, the best case scenario, it's just extra time and effort and fatigue that you've wasted not getting better at the area you're going to be. See my 50 meter to 100 meter sprinting example, uh, you know, to understand that a little bit more, right? You know, you you, you double the, the length that you're sprinting, but is that going to make you faster by, because you've sprinted now 50 meters instead of 100 meters? Probably not. Is it going to make you more fatigued? Fucking hell yeah, it's going to. So you got to be careful with this stuff. And so really my solution to this would be to make targeted progression. So you only improve in the, or you only target to improve in the areas you want to improve. We we know we want to improve as a rugby player in, you know, five, six, seven different areas, right? We want our conditioning to be better. We want our speed to be better. We want to be more powerful, stronger, bigger. We want to be um, fitter, both aerobically and alactically. You know, we want to be uh, more effective in breakdowns. All of these things we want to improve upon. But if we try to improve upon all of those things at the same time, we're just going to create so much fatigue that we're not able to make any progress. We'll also be overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work that we've got to do. Or we're understimulative. We're doing so, we're spreading our load so thin that we're not able to uh, actually make progress. So watch the previous video, uh, plan in the week to understand that, or watch even the, the very first video, Periodization 101, to understand how you should be able to plan your training, right? So that you, you're holding out most things at maintenance and you've, you've got a few targeted areas at least one primary area where you're really aiming to make the most progress that's what you're focusing on so you make that progress and then you hold out a maintenance phase after that and therefore you're able to bring up all of these different areas that you need to improve upon as a rugby player over the course of say six months or a year versus trying to do everything at once for a year and never really getting anywhere and so when you're doing that maintenance, doesn't mean that you're you're slacking on anything. You're still trying to put in your best work, um, and you're still trying to you know you still can increase loads, you still can increase speeds, things like that. But you're not pushing for progression. You're just letting the body adapt as it can without causing fatigue that will impact the areas that you are trying to target, the, the areas that you are really trying to make progress. 
Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. So what does that actually look like? So if you're going to target your um, aerobic system and your hypertrophy system, I say hypertrophy system, you're going to try and gain muscle, right? You want to um, basically just increase total volume, however necessary. It's not a little drink of coffee. It's not a case of um, one is overly superior. Volume, it's a key phrase that you see in the scientific bodybuilding community that they say volume is a key driver of hypertrophy which basically means do more work same thing can be said for aerobic work it's um it's not just a case of doing speed or or whatever modality you want to you know increase to make it more confusing you just want to get more sheer volume of aerobic work done over a period of time so if you're targeting the progression for aerobic and hypertrophy you want to look at increasing the sets and increasing the reps. So, you know, from week to week, you go from 10 to 11 to 12 to 13, 14, 15 weeks. And maybe if you can tolerate extra volume, you would go from um, three sets to four sets to maybe, you know, up to five or six sets at the end of a training block. And that would be fine. You know, Um, you would increase that. You can do that via different modalities, but you would increase the total sets over a training block where you're focusing on hypertrophy. You'd also look at, if you're doing this for, for aerobic work, you'd look at increasing the total time that you're spent doing aerobic work, which would also equate to the total distance, um, you know, the kind of give or take, but it's not a case of, you know, you would, you would still increase the time. Say you ran um, five kilometers in 22 minutes. If you were then to increase the distance to 5.5 kilometers and you still ran that in 22 minutes, you're not you're not really increasing the overall time. At, well, you're not increasing the time at all, right? You're just running faster. You're increasing the distance. You're doing that because you've got faster. That's not the adaptation we want. We want to push the progression via the actual time spent doing that aerobic work. And so that's what we would target week to week for aerobic work. We would do more total vo- rounds, more total volume of aerobic work. You can do this, and you can do this. You can still uh, increase the total work done with aerobic work by increasing the density what i mean by that is you would do the you would still do more work but you do it in the same amount of time because for tempo work for example you would take less rest periods so you could go 15 seconds on 45 seconds off for week one and you would do that for 10 sets then maybe on week two you do 20 and 40 off and you would work to probably no more than 25 and 35 off depending on how hard you go but that would still be aerobic. The problem is, is if you then went all the way to going trying to do 40 seconds on and 20 seconds off, that might end up being a bit more anaerobic and then you're not progressing in aerobic because you've changed the systems. Likewise, when you force the weight when you're doing the hypertrophy work, you might end up um, turning it into more of strength uh, stimulus. So we're not 
then we're, we're causing extra fatigue and we're not getting the adaptation. That's the incorrect adaptation we were talking about before. So that stuff is going to come naturally. The weight will come naturally. The reps will increase naturally. You're not necessarily going to target them. So if that were, if you were doing work on maintenance, over time, you would still look to increase the weight that you're using um, and maybe increase the uh, reps or weight that you're using. Maybe a mix of both week to week to week, but you wouldn't look at increasing the sets, sets especially if you're targeting other areas. Same for aerobic work, you would increase the speed, as we've said before, naturally, because you would just get more comfortable doing that, that aerobic work, which by virtue would then increase the distance, but you're not going to target and increase that time. You were just going to do enough for maintenance, but you would still get, hopefully, get better. That's a natural adaptation you'll make. You're not targeting the aerobic system to get better this way, but you're still getting better by virtue of just doing enough work. But you're allowing the stimulus to be applied and you know the target progression to be applied to other areas such as strength power and speed now this one is a little bit more confusing because strength and power and or strength power and speed work is quite like really high intensity it's high fatiguing um it takes a while for the body to become tolerant of it we've it, you know if you've not ran for um you know might people that are, have been in lockdown for a long period of time might find this when you get out of lockdown and you go for a sprint and you just do one 100 meter sprint, you'll feel sore the next day. That's because you are not, your body's not accommodated or not ready to tolerate any sort of high intensity effort. So you have to do like a medium to high intensity effort. Make sure you're moving well. Make sure your body can accommodate, accommodate the high intensity work that you're going to do. So you would do an initial prep phase where you would do, I don't know, 70 to 90% and you would increase that volume. Um, you could do this forever if you wanted to get stronger, but um, you would keep increasing that volume and allow your body to become more tolerant of the volume and be able to move better, get more work done, increase work capacity. And once you've got to that, you know, once you've run a good phase of that work, then you would look at really targeting the progression. So if you're looking for strength, you would add weight week to week to, uh, to week to week. Um, if you're looking for speed, speed work, you would add speed week to week to week. Um, and you know, if you're looking for power work, you would try and either increase speed and maintain weight, or you would try and increase weight and maintain speed. You wouldn't let that speed drop. Um, too often people try and increase their, you know, do power work and progress week to week, but they make an incorrect adaptation because they increase the weight too fast and then they move slowly and therefore they're not working power. They're just working strength kind of poorly, right? Overall, what you're going to find with this is that the total volume will drop. That's okay because the intensity is increasing, and that's what we're looking for. It's almost a complete opposite of when we're looking at the aerobic and the hypertrophy work where your volume is in has to increase to accommodate. This, you have to decrease to accommodate because the work is becoming more and more and more intense and more and more and more fatiguing. We have to be more and more pre precise with the work that we're doing. Final note on when we're looking at speed and power, sometimes you can actually even drop the weight or the, you know, the load, the resistance, um, in order to work more speed, right? So if we're doing medicine ball throws, sometimes we'll go from a 10 kilogram um, medicine ball to an eight kilogram medicine ball to a six kilogram medicine ball. Now you think that that means that we're using less force, but we're actually going to be using more force because we're going to move more powerfully. We're going to move it with more speed and therefore we're increasing, you know, if we're moving more powerfully, we're working power more efficiently. Um, but when you're doing this, also be aware sometimes that in, when you increase complexity, because that might um, end up dropping uh, the intensity you're able to use. So only use, you know, 
you don't necessarily have to progress from like a high high pull to a hang to a high clean or a squat clean that's not necessarily a progression that's going to benefit you when it comes to power or speed you yes you you might increase weight and yes you might increase complexity but it's not going to increase your speed more because you're having to then think about all the different technicalities of the movement so really just be aware of that stuff then when it comes to core and movement work remember this stuff is the bottom of the pyramid um, you want to look at again another initial accommodation phase not necessarily because it's so fatiguing, but just because you want to be able to move as efficiently as possible. So you're looking for that efficiency increase because what you'll find is when you first start to do core work, your efficiency will drop quite fast. You'll um, move really well to begin with, and then as you move on and keep going, like as a set as the sets go on, you find that you, you start to move quite poorly and find them all fatiguing. So the better you get, um, you know, in those higher volume ranges, then you can allow yourself to be able to progress. And when you're making targeted progression, you're going to look at either complexity um, or intensity. So you can make a movement more complex by you know, adding resistance bands in certain areas, um, making the lead, uh, um, like adding different, different directional weights or making the movement more complex. You know, you could do a bear crawl, but then you could do a bear crawl on a wheel, or you could do a bear crawl, um, I'm sort of drawing a blank in different directions. You could do di so many different things that you could do for movement um, where you would increase that complexity, right? Um, or you would increase intensity. So you'd, if it's movement, you would move a little bit more faster. If it's core work, you would just add more resistance, either uh, longer levers or um, just, you know, if you're doing a plank, you could extend your elbows from here um, in level with your chin to in level with your eyes to even further away. Or you could add, um, you know, a weight plate on the on your back or uh, yeah, in that in the small of your back, that would then increase that intensity. Um, volume at that point should be kept around the same. You don't need to decrease it because it's not overly fatiguing, um, but you don't need to increase it because there's no need. You you're you're getting the progression from doing that stuff. Um, other thing is th this gets quite difficult because it's probably the most subjective and the most boring. It's difficult to gauge, but the other stuff you can see numbers going up week to week to week. And that's really motivating. Whereas with this stuff, like maybe you're moving better. It's, it requires a lot more detailed notes, maybe videos to be done, or just a lot more patience. And it's something that can almost just keep going in the background almost indefinitely um, and you're able to make progress. Or you really target the movement and the core for you know an initial block where you're only targeting this and again it might be a little bit more boring than the other stuff but if you really target and start moving well and good enough to do all the other stuff and facilitate all the other adaptations you can do then you're, you're good to go um you know and just beware that every time like the more that you ne neglect this stuff the core and the movement work when you're pushing the other areas this one does have a big uh case of like really degrading right sometimes people they, they'll go from 100 kilo squat to 140 kilo squat in you know a few months but that squat is just a lot worse movement and then their overall uh core well, maybe not their core but their movement really does degrade and looks a lot worse you know at the end of that training block so that you need to reassess quite often and then finally managing fatigue week to week so this isn't a fatigue video where we're going to talk about all the different recovery methods this is just like the real basics and essentially really all you need. Now we're going to do another video talking about recovery methods and stuff, but you know, that's just because 
people ask about it all the bloody time. But this this slide and this this two minute explanation or thirty second explanation is all you need. Really, the, all you've got to do is keep your training volumes in a smart range. So um, it's difficult to say what sort of volumes that would be because we're looking at so many different modalities, right? But you would keep your distances not too crazy. You would keep your overall sets not too crazy. Sets would be like 80 to 120 um, is usually what we come out of a total weekly volume that we would expect. The higher side being on the end of a training cycle, the lower side being at the beginning or in season. Um, we could even drop lower than that. That would be fine. It would depend how you feel, right? But keeping your training volumes in a decent range that you're able to recover is really, really important. And then fucking sleep, staying consistent, and eating your food. Like, that's about all you need to do in order to manage fatigue. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to force progression if it's not there. Just let it come um, and then get on top of the other stuff. Now, um, other stuff that you can look at is, like, making sure that you've got one full day of recovery week to week to week. That would be really important. You know, you've got people that are putting hashtag team no days off. They're not taking a day off, but then they're, they're sleeping five hours and then they're spending another hour trying to do the use that fucking massage tool or do a whatever recovery modalities and they're going into the ice bath and whatever. All of that stuff's a waste of time. Just take one day off a week to allow your body to rest. Then the other thing is um, looking at regularly, we've sort of alluded to it earlier, but when you're looking at creating a training program, you want it to be four to eight weeks long. And then, every, you know, that would be your macro cycle. And then you would reset your volume. So you'd either take a deload at the end of that, or you'd start a new training block at such low volumes that then you're able to dissipate all that fatigue from the previous training block. Remember why progression happens. Progression is not something that you just force. It's something that happens because you're able to train, recover, and come back stronger. Stay patient with all this stuff. And you will be able to make more progress in a year if you plan this stuff properly and you do it in this manner than you ever thought possible. It is like this is the secret that most people don't want to be patient enough and just don't want to hear. But this is the stuff that really works. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. As usual, if you've made it, definitely if you've made it to the end, hit uh, hit me up with a comment below. Let me know what you think about this uh, sort of stuff and let me know what you try and do week to week. Let me have uh, hit me with any questions. I'd love to hear what you think about it in the comments below. Um, thumbs up, five-star reviews on the podcast. Um, check out rugby-muscle.com for all your training needs and nutrition needs. And I'll see you when I can click this finish button. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class shank condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.